Hey listeners, for the last four years or so, I have been searching for the ideal sponsor for this show. I wanted somebody that fit with your needs, their needs, and mine. Well, thankfully, they found me. Pharmacy Wipes is my brand new sponsor. Pharmacy Wipes helps you care for yourself and those you love. Life is a journey, and Pharmacy Wipes provides products that support you at each twist and turn. Their products are both safe and effective while being efficient and practical for those who use them. For over 15 years, Pharmacy Wipes has been dedicated to providing you with high-quality, first-aid, personal care, and home health care products that really work. The best part is there is no discount codes or special URLs. You can get all of their products at your local drugstore, grocery store, or Amazon. Check them out. Their website is in the show notes. And by supporting them and yourself, you're also supporting the show. Welcome to Fading Memories, a podcast with advice, wisdom, and hope from caregivers who have lived the experience and survived to tell the tale. Think of us as your caregiver best friend. Now you can join important Alzheimer's disease research from home in minutes with Picnic Health. Go to picnichealth.com slash memories to sign up and get $25. What is Picnic Health? Well, Picnic Health collects and digitizes all of your medical records into one online account. Then you can consent to share anonymized data from your records with medical researchers. By examining this real-world data from medical records, researchers can find answers that can't be found in clinical trials. There is important information in each person's unique healthcare journey, so share your story. If you care for someone with Alzheimer's, you can sign up on their behalf and manage their medical records in a Picnic Health account. Learn more at picnichealth.com memories and get $25 when you sign up Find the link in our show notes and on our website. Could aging have a cure? I mean, besides dying young, that is. As a naturally curious person, I was intrigued by this possibility. I was even more intrigued when I realized I'd be talking about someone who is a nuclear physicist and a biblical scholar. Aging Cause and Cure reveals two newly discovered vitamins that are no longer naturally available today. Like all of the previously known vitamins, they appear to be necessary for optimal health and well-being. Ongoing research continues to demonstrate the extreme importance of daily supplementation of these vitamins in the human diet. Whether you believe there is a potential cure for aging or not, tune into this fascinating conversation. Making you think about life in a new way is also good for your brain. Plus, this is a fascinating and entertaining conversation you won't want to miss. Hello, listeners. With me today, and I can actually pronounce her name properly because it's the same as mine, is Jennifer Hall. She is the Marketing and Communications Director for Aging, Cause, and Cure. It's a new book that talks about how we can sort of prevent some aging, which I'm sure most of us would like to do most days. So thanks for joining me, Jennifer. Yes, thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So essentially, you work with two doctors who have discovered a couple of new vitamins. So I'll ask you how they did that. But how did we get to, well, I'm not sure where we should start. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Have we found the cure for aging or just a way to really slow it down and make it less disruptive to our life? Right. Well, our, the two doctors here, um, would say that we definitely have, uh, they don't know if, uh, all the pieces are in place, but they have a very robust theory, uh, that's been developed over decades. And yes, they're definitely taking the approach that aging is a disease that if understood correctly can be prevented, can be, uh, healed slowly in the body. See, I find that fascinating. Most of my listeners know that my paternal grandmother lived to see her 103rd birthday and she was doing pretty well um, up until about 102. She was mostly blind from glaucoma. 
Okay. And then somewhere about 101, she got really hard of hearing, which I personally think is very damaging to your cognitive health because you're basically like locked into, um, you know, sol- what is that? <laughs> Solitary confinement sure. in your own brain. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm pretty creative. I wouldn't mind being in my, I am my own brain a lot, but I wouldn't want to be there all the time. All the time. I need, I need sure. some stimulation, some other, some other thoughts. Yeah. So I have and, told people that I, you know, you, you guys are all stuck with me for another 45 years. That puts me at just over a hundred. Yeah. So. You're planning on making it to your hundred over a hundred, like your grandmother. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what you described there, uh, your grandmother was above average, right? Because, Definitely. um, the life expectancy in the U S for a female is 81 years. So that is the average life expectancy. We're going to have some go over that. Some will be under that, you know? And so she was very fortunate to make it into her hundreds, but what you're describing, you know, with the loss of the hearing and just the decline and the suffering that comes with the break, the continual breakdown of the body. So that's interesting. And I, she was, there's things that I've learned in the last few years. Frailty is actually a thing. And if, I think if she had, she was always, drove us crazy. She ate like a bird and she was really healthy. Uh, but she, I don't think she ate enough protein to, to maintain muscle mass and, there, you know, she didn't really participate in exercise to keep up strength and balance. Right. So I, I do believe that, you know, there were things that she could have done now, not being, not being very, I mean, she wasn't a hundred percent blind, but not being totally visual, you know, not having great eyesight does make it a little hard to do some of those things. Sure. And yeah. Um, but then my other question would be, um, my mom died from Alzheimer's disease and mm-hmm. my, her mom, my maternal grandmother lived to 91, even though she had vascular dementia. So how are we, so I guess the question is if Alzheimer's is a disease, how does that relate to aging as they're researching? Yes. Great question. So aging of course is like an umbrella, you know, that covers so many areas of health that can break down. I mean, heart disease or cancer preys upon the elderly more than the younger folks. And dementia, of course, is prevalent in the older population. So the idea behind longevity research, aging research, is that if aging itself could be cured, seen as a disease, then all these other things that fall under that umbrella would stand to be greatly diminished, if not cured, because the body is not breaking down and becoming, you know, less and less resistant to things that are going to attack and aging manifests itself in so many different ways. And it's really interesting in the research going on today by a lot of different big groups out there, um, they can tell you a lot of details about what the body is doing. You know, like this is happening. We're not using protein as efficiently when we get older or various, you know, all these detailed studies, but they have a very hard time telling you why is that happening? What's the problem, you know, in the body that's letting that process go on? It doesn't happen when we're 20. It doesn't happen necessarily when we're 30. We have this plateau and then we start to, you know, decline. And what's going on? They they really can't tell you. There, There's a lot of dollars being spent, but the theory of aging that Dr. Arzma has developed is the most robust and complete theory out there, which is a big claim. Very big claim. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Somebody's got to have the most, you know, be the number one. So right. how did they, I, I know that this has been kind of a lifelong passion for both of them. It's a father and son doctor. Yes, team. it is the father and son. And it's my father and my brother oh, that, okay. that are the, the research scientists. And, um, so I know them up close. I know them to be scientists with very high integrity and very diligent, detailed work. Um, So yes, it has been a lifelong passion and they have come at it from a unique angle. Now, my father, 
I remember him doing uh, preliminary types of aging research when I was just a little girl, even. So he's been at it a long time. My brother is a recent uh, graduate from Purdue University. And so he only joined uh, the team here just in the past two, three years. And so how, what, since it's your dad, do you know what the the spark, the catalyst for doing this research was, is? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's like I said, it's a unique angle. He, uh, what they have done is they, um, have looked into the ancient past, which, uh, is contained ancient history, which is contained in the book of Genesis, which of course is held to be, uh, mythological today by many groups and academia. But, uh, there is an incredible amount of data contained in the book of Genesis and either it's historical or it isn't right. So um, they have taken the approach that it is historical and they've been able to answer some very big questions that are out there that cause people to feel that it's not historical. But in that ancient document, you have super longevity data going on and it's recording lifespans of individuals in the ancient past that if taken as historical shows us that we are not, you know, something's going on because, you know, we're not even making it to a hundred and those guys were making it to multiple hundreds of years. If you take it as historical, which is an exhausting thought. My True. grandmother, <laughs> the, one, the one that lived to 103 announced on her 99th birthday, which was also the day that we buried my dad, her oldest son, that she was striving to be 105. And I remember that we were at the the uh, restaurant. And I remember thinking, Oh my God, I'm so tired. I can't imagine yeah. another, yeah. you know, at that point I was 50. So I was like, I can't imagine another 55 years. And yeah. <laughs> apparently my, well, my math is only off. I do 45 cause that gets me to a hundred, but anyway, and you know, past that day, I'm like, okay, you know, I wouldn't, as long as I'm healthy and I have my mind, you know, and, and, you know, enough physical health and strength to, take care of myself and do my own things for the most part. I'd be fine right. with a hundred, but sure. Living to two or 300, it's like, Holy God, that makes me tired all over again. <laughs> yes, I know. I understand. Cause life is overwhelming, isn't it? No, you no know, kidding. I remember one time talking to my dad about, about that, you know, those ages recorded in Genesis. And I said something to him, like, how do you even live 900 years, you know, and he laughed and he said the same way you live a hundred years, one day at a time, you know, and I thought, well, that's true. Now you have to think, you know, how much our world would change if we didn't have to cram everything into just a few decades. That's true. Maybe, maybe life would slow down, you know, and we could get a degree and do something for 40 years and then you're still healthy. You're still vibrant and able to go on and then say, Hey, I want to pursue something else now. And so I'm going to, I don't have to worry about spending all my time going to the doctor and having surgery and just trying to get my medications straightened out. You know, I can, yeah. I can just keep living life a full life. So it's a complete game changer to think about, you know, that as a possibility for sure. That is true. It does show me that my retirement planning is not nearly up to snuff. If I got another couple hundred years, I'm yeah, in trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't quite have it, enough money for that uh, time frame. <laughs> paradigm shifter, for sure. Yeah, really. Yeah, in many if areas. Were, if you were working longer, although I'm not sure, I'm not sure we really necessarily want to work more, but maybe we'd be able to work differently. I, th yeah. I think in the last couple of years, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I think that's shown that there are some commonly held beliefs that basically were shattered because of COVID, you know, like people aren't as productive if they work from home, which I've been doing for almost two decades. So that's nonsense. Right. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't need somebody hanging over my shoulder. I'm quite capable of motivating myself. When I got to get stuff done, I get it done. And when I, I and I can motivate myself with like some play. I can do my little hobbies. If I get my work done, I can yeah. do this. You know, it's right. very nice. So maybe, maybe we'll take, maybe, I don't know, maybe school would be a slower process, although True. it's longer. I don't know. It's very interesting to think about. Yes, it is. <laughs> so yeah. how did they discover this is two different vitamins, if I'm 
Reading yes, the, it is. Okay. Right. So, so uh, my father's hypothesis over the years was that at the time of Noah's flood, which is cr- recorded in Genesis as a historical event, something happened in the environment of the earth. And after that time, the lifespans started to decline and it took almost a thousand years, but uh, you can graph it out and see that by the end of that time frame after the flood, everybody was living the same age as that we live today. Lifespans had dropped and they had dropped significantly. So he, um, his theory going back several decades was that uh, there was a vitamin being produced in the atmosphere of the earth that was lost at the time of this historical flood. So Initially, he thought it was just one vitamin, and he proceeded on that for many years and uh, had a lot of digging to do and a lot. And he had theories uh, that were falsified along the way. That's how science goes, right? You try something and you reach a dead end and you go back to the drawing board, but you learned, right? And so you're you're honing in, but it takes it takes a long time, especially uh, because he was doing this privately on his own so that he didn't have to be under the red tape of an institution or other people's um, ideas about how things should be done. He wanted to just be able to track it down, you know, without being held back. So, so initially he thought it was just one vitamin and he pinpointed that in 2015 in this amazing story. But um, then uh, let's see in 2019, it became clear that there was a second vitamin that was closely related to the first one, but not the same. And so that was a game changer for him. You know, that's the kind of scientist he is. He does not uh, say, you know, this is what we're going to, we're in this box and we won't come out. But instead, you know, even if he's spent 10 years on it and it ultimately shifts to something else, he's willing to do that. He's willing to be honest and say, well, this wasn't what I thought, but we're getting closer. You know, we were honing in. And so, yes, now we're adding a second vitamin, even though I expected it was just going to be one. So, yes, there's two vitamins bottled together in the supplement bottle. And I, yeah, I should clarify too that um, these are not traditional vitamins. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, you have a vitamin supplement. What's in it, right? Like C, D, turmeric, garlic, you know, something healthy in there to help me. But these are completely nothing to do with um, anything that you can buy, you know, like in Walmart or something. These are newly discovered and they're not available to us in the environment anymore. That's interesting. I've said for quite a while that I think modern life is not very good for our brains. Obviously, it's not very good for our bodies either. If True. We've lo- if we've lost a vital nutrient good yep. for our bodies over, well, I don't, I'm not super religious, so I can't remember right. how far back the, the flood was, but uh, I didn't it was, research that part. <laughs> yeah, the date of the flood is 3520 BC. So, I mean, that puts, us, puts it back uh, 5,000 years ago from... Is that, am I right on that? I'm thinking yeah, that about sounds, that. That sounds yeah, like a Bible. 20 BC. So yeah. So 5,000 years ago from right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. So definitely modern life is not doing us any favors. It's right. Just, and that's, we have to shift our mindset, you know, cause we're so used to people suffering and dying in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, that to us, it seems normal. And it seems scary to think, what are you saying? We should be youthful a lot longer. That's weird, you know, but the truth is sometimes when we're in something, that is actually not normal, we have to step back and we have to readjust, you know, our whole perspective on it. And does he have any theories? Like I have crappy knees for, from being severely overweight for 20 some odd years, you know, falling and damaging the cartilage in both knees at separate times. Well, is that something that's, I mean, is that curable? With like the vibe or maybe not curable, but repairable is probably a better term. Yes. Well, um, people, you know, that's a very common question. They want to know how is this going to help me like tomorrow or in three weeks? And we have some very interesting stories. And uh, part of what the vitamins do is a short term type of repair that you can notice more quickly. And then, of course, when you're talking longevity, you've got long term 
things that you're waiting to have happen too, right? Uh, the maximum lifespan today is 122 or something. So we're, we're uh, you know, uh, we've got a long way to go before we can say, hey, somebody has broken that record, you know, but we're looking for it. But in the meantime, yes, uh, the, the especially the first vitamin that he discovered seems to have short-term effects. My husband actually is a good example of the knee thing because he, um, all the way back early in our marriage, like in his twenties, he would, he would complain about knee pain a lot. And he'd say, I think I'm one of these people that's going to have to have a knee replacement when I get older. And if it was, um, going up and down stairs, he would complain. He didn't like to go walking because he said, my knees just bother me. Even when he was in high school, he said, I can't run track and stuff. And my coach like laughed at me, but I was telling him my knees hurt, you know, so he, but I'll tell you the truth. Okay. He's been, he was one of the first people to try um, the new vitamin supplement. Uh, we got it because he was having really bad back pain at the time. And I was, I was like, look, let's get this supplement. It can't, can't hurt, you know, let's see. So, um, but anyhow, I'll tell you the honest truth, as far as his knee pain, uh, no more issues. He never brings it up. He's been supplementing the vitamins since 2017. And he does not say anything about his knees. We go walking. He doesn't complain about it. There is something going on with especially that first vitamin that helps with arthritic types of autoimmune types of things, which arthritis is autoimmune. And, and as I mentioned the back pain, which also has largely resolved for him. So he has been the beneficiary of many short-term benefits like that. Now, not everybody talks about things like that, but I'm firsthand witness. And I don't know of any other reason why his knee pain would have gone away, you know, especially for this many years now. I mean, we're talking five plus years, right? From 2017 till now. Mm -hmm. And so you can't say, well, it's just a fluke. It went away for a month and it came back, but it's, it's truly has been, you know, just the kind of thing that you're like, oh yeah, my knees used to hurt, you know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, you can't, you know, vitamins are funny how they work in the body because they affect so many different areas and that's what vitamins do. So this is not like a drug that you say, well, it's going to pinpoint, you know, your blood pressure or something, but what it's doing is it's getting in there to the mitochondria of your cells and it's like oiling the machine or something, you know, it's like letting everything run better. And so it works itself out in so many different areas. That's really interesting. And I laugh because your husband's complaints with his knees, exact same situation I have. Really? Like I, I make the joke, if the bear is chasing me, well, I'm lunch because I like don't run because it just, no, it's no fun. And we live in a really hilly community and my husband does, he walks the dogs for exercise and we were horsing around several months ago in the office and he grabbed me, but he was enough momentum that basically it looked like he flung me on the floor. And we, so we landed on the floor, but he landed on his knee. And that knee has been an issue on oh, wow. and off ever since. But he, something's happened in the last month. And he's had, he's like, we were out walking at a, an antiques fair yesterday looking for um, some artwork for the house. And he's like, oh, my knee is really bugging me. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to my world. Because we bought a two-story house in 2003, at, and at that time, the doctor had said, oh, well, you should avoid hills and stairs. And I'm like, well, I'm screwed because we just bought a two-story house. Right. And, okay. you know, and it's like, you know, the nicer neighborhood is in the hilly zone, so I'm like, I'm in trouble. And that wasn't very good medical advice, but uh, losing weight helped a lot. But I, I tried a move with in one of my Peloton classes where you do a squat, and then you basically from a squatting position, put one knee down on the floor and the other knee down on the floor. Yep. That did not work. <laughs> okay. My husband heard my knee pop across the room. Oh, wow. And it's like, it's frustrating. Cause it's like, I have pretty strong legs. Cause I'm a cyclist. I do the Peloton. I do weights. I do all the things. And it frustrates me that, you know, they're like, okay, just do this move. And it's like, yeah, nope. Right. Not ever going to happen. So it's yeah, just really I agree. interesting. We don't want to be weighed down with all this stuff, you know? And so, yes, you're, um, 
would be great for you to get this supplement and start taking these drops and see. Um, and I mean, the truth is everybody needs to get this supplement. It's not just because, oh, I have this, I think I'll get this supplement. But I mean, nobody really wants to die of aging, right? I mean, that's not an appealing uh, thought for any of us to get older and sicker, right? So if you don't want that, then then this supplement is your best bet, I really believe, based on all the science that's been done and based on knowing what else is out there in aging research, they don't have anything to offer you. They don't they don't say, you know, here, get this treatment. I mean, they're talking about extreme stuff, you know, like don't eat anything. You might live longer, you know, calorie <laughs> <Right>. restriction <laughs> and nobody wants to do that. Right. And um, they're talking about like going in and changing the way the body's working, which is causing mice to live longer, but it's also causing a lot of the mice to get cancer, right? So these are, they don't have anything to offer you to say, this is your best chance at longevity. But here at Artsma Research, we do. And um, just drops in your water every day, giving your body this compound that your body knows what to do with it and it needs it. So it's, it's exciting. Now, has he done any like cursory research on like how this, these two vitamins like may help improve your cognitive health. Like obviously, you know, I, I deal with caregivers who are taking care of people with Alzheimer's and other dementias right, right. and they, they know what causes it or they know, I guess what the, the result of, they know it's the plaques and the tangles in the brain. They don't know what's causing the plaques and the tangles. They sure. Keep looking, they've been looking forever. Yes. Which is frustrating. Yes. <laughs> and does he think yeah. that that could be caused from this, uh, you know, this vitamin mineral deficiency? Yes, I think so. Because what's happening is that the mitochondria of the cell without these two missing vitamins um, is being basically over time is being shot through with holes and the body is no longer able to replicate the mitochondria correctly. So then we just start breaking down and breaking down, breaking down. So yes, as far as what's happening in the brain for those with dementia, um, it should be able to be very slowly repaired and definitely prevented based on the theory that we have. And we don't, we are not, our research group is small and it's a private research group and things like clinical trials are very expensive and hard to put together. So we do not have any official clinical trials yet. We just have a lot of theoretical research. We have lab results. And then as far as people go, we have testimonials, you know, people say I've experienced this and you know, um, I was this before now I'm this. So we do have some that have talked about the cognitive function improving with the vitamins. So it's very, it looks very positive. Uh, we don't have anybody yet who said, well, I, my loved one had dementia and we gave them this supplement and they improved, you know, they gained ground. Uh, but I'm waiting for that day. You know, I can't wait. I'm like just wet, ready and waiting for that to happen. So. Well, you, you give a good example of why we need to pay attention to what's going on in our own bodies and our own lives, because my mom had early onset Alzheimer's. Her mom had vascular dementia, but I also, you know, my ar armchair MD, as I like to say, I think she may have actually had mixed dementias. Okay. One of these days I'm going to do enough research on vascular dementia to see if my thought is at least somewhat correct. And my maternal great-grandmother also had what they called senile dementia. She died oh, wow. before I was born, so they wow. that's what they called it back in the 60s. And so my mom was very resistant to admitting that well, there was a problem, even though, though when the red flag was, you know, waving right in front of your face, you know, she could miss, she mistook her own handwriting for somebody else's on a client order. And I was like, oh, bleep, you know, like, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. and I already knew there was a problem, but that was like, almost like getting punched in the face that day. But we don't have any treatments or hopes or cures or anything. It's just like, well, you're screwed. And so yeah. people don't, they don't plan ahead. They don't get early diagnosis. And then, you know, you, you need people who, 
you know, maybe are in their 50s and 60s that, like me, have a family history. I got um, shingles in the summer of 2021, and the first week of having that disease, which was really unpleasant, Mm -hmm. I had brain fog so bad. It was terrifying. I'm like, I know it's the disease. I know it's the shingles. I know I'm okay. Sure. But I would literally walk into a room, forget why I was there, kind of look around like a confused little ding dong and... And then just kind of roam away, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And it just, it was so, so I'm like, oh my God, this is so much like my mother. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't want to be like this. Yeah, I and hear you. Yeah, go ahead. Had that not cleared up, I would have known what to tell the doctors because obviously talk to like, you know, many people like yourself, other caregivers. I learned so much from talking to people like you that I, I have that information and I would know to go and basically sit on the doctors until they proved I didn't have dementia or yes, you do look like you might be going down that path. And, and then I also know that there's things that you can and should do. Like, I'm just amazed at how much better I sleep lately and which I love. And Great. I do actually take a supplement called neuro reserve. Okay. It's called relevate from neuro reserve that okay. is supposed to give you 17 nutrients. Your brain doesn't get even when you eat a healthy diet, which I attest to our modern life is not healthy for us. The way we grow our food is not as good as it was 3,500 or 5,000 years ago, like you were talking about. Yeah. And six weeks into taking that supplement, I had a miraculous, massive reduction in sugar cravings, which has never happened in 54 years of life. Huh. Interesting. I think it was 54 years. Yeah, Cause it turned. Yeah. So I was like 54 and a half years old. And I was like, Wait a minute, something's weird. And it's and it's maintained. So my husband started taking it, hoping that it would help him with his alcohol cravings because he's a very big beer and wine guy. Mm-hmm. And he has ADHD, and it made it worse. So okay. I was, like, really interested. So he stopped taking it. That I'm supplemented. Like, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, he tried two different ones and didn't find one. He didn't think it did anything for him. And this one, the one that I I think works for me, I mean, there, it was like what you were saying. There was no other reason. We had Father's Day. My daughter had made a dessert. We're very big dessert people. Not my hubby, but my my blood family. Yeah, me too. Very, very me too. Big <laughs> yeah. This past Thanksgiving, we had three pies and six people. This is very common for us. Okay. <laughs> Can't decide which one we make, so we just make them all. Yeah, what the heck? You know? right. And, I'm there with you. <laughs> yeah, then you have pie, and then January 1st, you can't button your pants. <laughs> it's a Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so we, I looked at my daughter, and I said, oh, are you ready for dessert? She's like, yeah, not right now. I'm like, yeah, me neither. Wait a minute. I'm not ready for dessert? Holy crap, what's going on? <laughs> so you and think it was related to the supplement that you were taking? It was taking. six weeks after starting it. So yes, I do. So Interesting. And, you know, when I came down in my office to talk to you, I was going to grab a Hershey kiss and I didn't. So see, something has changed. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I, you know, I think that the research, the era of research in vitamins and nutrients, it's ongoing. I mean, it's not conclusive. It's not like we've discovered all the vitamins or we have everything. Definitely not. And um, in fact, it's interesting there back in 1949, a man uh, who the man who coined the term vitamin that was back at the height, you know, of the real discovery of the vitamins that the known vitamins that we have now. This man, Casimir Funk, he stated that um, he felt that the study of old age and the degenerative uh, pathological changes of old age was going to belong to a future chapter of vitamin research. And he said that back in 1949. And here we are 60, 70 years later. And this is exactly what's happening. You know, there are nutrients. There are uh, so many things yet to be discovered about the the body and what all it needs. And it's tough, you know, because the medical establishment, the scientific establishment, they have very closed ideas about what they're going to accept. You know, there's these certain gateways of information will tell you, you know, if this is legit. And so it's hard to get information out to people that they need to know. I mean, I, I want the people that listen to you. I want them to know that there, there is some hope for their loved one with dementia. And if I were them, Nothing could stop me from getting this supplement and saying, let's, let's do this. And let's see if this research will manifest itself in a positive 
way with, you know, my loved one, because I certainly don't want them to keep declining. So, um, but it's hard. It's hard to get the information out. It's hard if you have something new that's outside the box to, to bring it to, to the public because um, so many doors are just automatically closed if it's not from the established, you know, ideas or institutions and stuff. Well, as I said, I really think modern life is not good for our brains. And it, when you think back, you know, not back, but when you think about our, you know, corporate agricultural, you know, systems and how we get food from like all over the world. Like I love having a nice cantaloupe in January. Sure. I like cantaloupe. And you know, it's, I live in California where we produce like, I think it's 60% of the agriculture for the country. So I'm very blessed because I have lots of options. And I only think about like where my food comes from when I'm getting it out of season. And it's like, okay, is it better or worse? Did it not ripen on the vine as much? Because, you know, that's got to be shipped much further than, I'm not sure California grows cantaloupes, but I'd have to check now. We grow everything else. (laughs) um, (laughs) And the other thing that I found interesting is the community that I used to live in, we grew sweet white corn, which, oh boy, that stuff is great. Emphasis on the sweet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I had read many years ago that... Corn on the cob that we get today, the stuff that was growing in my old hometown, does not resemble anything like back in biblical times or even more like more back further, but not that far back is I think what I'm trying to say. And I'd be really interested to see like what did corn on the cob look like in you know, 1600 or 1400 versus 2022. Sure. Right. Because you know, we I know it's been... Yeah, it's been genetically, and, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, you're <laughs> Get right. that Zoom lag going on there. <laughs> I know we've got, you know, like they, and I know GMO is a bad term, but they genetically modify it to bring mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. the good parts and mm-hmm. get rid of, you know, they, some genetically modified stuff, you know, we have seedless watermelons because of GMOs. Sorry, I like that one. Don't yeah, know if it's good right. or bad for me, but <laughs> seedless watermelon is my jam in the summertime. Oh, yeah. And we have like, uh, pest, um, you know, pest resistant strawberries. Yes. So it's like, you got to wonder sometimes. And I just, I, I'm kind of a believer that there's a lot of stuff missing in our food and we don't know it. You know, people like me who are very conscious about eating a healthy diet and trying to stay Mm -hmm. away from the Hershey kisses, (laughs) (laughs) because obviously that's not, that's really not in there. Right. (laughs) Um, it's, it's frustrating to think that we're still missing out on a lot of good nutrients. So I would, yeah, I would hope that anybody that's listening who knows somebody who's in the really early stages of, you know, like mild cognitive impairment or, you know, early stages of some form of dementia would try this because, yes. you know, the, this statement is going to go a little bit against what your dad's trying to discover. But it, my theory is the more good years, the better. And then maybe we can just die of old age, which apparently is not a thing with you guys. <laughs> I don't know. Well, or, we do want guys, a lot of good years. We agree on that. We want a yeah. lot of healthy, good years. That's exactly right. Well, and our health system was not great before COVID, and it's definitely a disaster now. Right. So, you know, maybe it's, I think it's upon us to do everything we can to stay healthy so that we can avoid that whole system because yes. Yes. I mean, nobody wants to live at the doctor. Nobody wants to just sit by while their health declines, you know? So if there's information out there that, um, about cutting edge research that has, uh, implications for extreme good, you know, in people's lives. And I mean, I, I definitely, for those that are suffering with dementia, early stages, late stages, but also the caregivers, you know, I mean, they're living a stressful life and their body needs all the vitamins as well. Everybody does, like I said. So um, everybody stands to benefit and especially in the long term, we are kind of a fast food, you know, microwave generation. We just want to see it like right now, you know, what's it going to do? But when it comes to longevity, we're talking, we're playing a long game, right? And um but we want to do what we can now so we can reap the harvest 20, 30, 40 years from now in sustained good health and uh, our bodies hopefully 
according to the research and, and the very strong theory, even being able to gain ground back very, very slowly. I mean, aging happens very slowly, right? It doesn't, our body doesn't break down uh, fully from one day to the next, but it's so slow that we can hardly notice it. And that's the same way for the healing process. That makes sense. Yeah. You don't wake up one day and go, dang it. What happened overnight? Right. <laughs> so there there right. are days we wake up and <laughs> yeah, feel sure. that way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, but our day-to-day life stays more or less the same, but not over 50 years. You know, uh, by the time we're 85, we're a lot different than we were at 35. That's for sure. That is true. That reminds me of a story. I have a friend who is 31 years older than me, and we are in a cycling club together. And I always harassed him. I'm like, dude. Don't I get an age advantage because he was faster on the flat roads, faster on the hills? Now, he'd been cycling his whole life. And as I mentioned earlier on in this conversation, I was very, very, very overweight um, from my early adulthood into my 40s, Mm, past my 40s. Got to think about this. Into my mid 40s. I had to do math, (laughs) which is hard for me sometimes. It's hard on the spot. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, what year was it that I lost? I lost 100 pounds. Wow. And so good for you. um, That's awesome. I've kept most of it off, which I understand is exciting, but taking care of my mom and my dad while he was on hospice and things that happen with women after you turn 50, you know, all these things. I I have, I'd kept off 90 of it. Now I got to lose like another 25, but we're working on it. Well, hey, that's okay. You've accomplished most of the battle. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. It's hard enough to lose it once. I'm not trying to do it twice. Yeah. But sure. You know, it's, I, I would really like to live to be, you know, 100, 105. I don't know that I want to live too much longer than that. Cause I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot <laughs> it's to think exhausting. about. <laughs> it is. It's like, I like variety, but man, do I have to be, foof. Well, think about the energy you had when you were 25, though, you know, because, I mean, I'm not there either. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got a lot of ground to gain back, too. But but um, my sons that are in college, you know, I don't think the thought of living 100 more years is overwhelming to them because life's just you know, a canvas and they're just, they're ready to go, you know? And so they, when you think about having that kind of energy, that kind of, uh, now we learn a lot, we get wiser as we get older too. Right. But, but I think a lot of it is we do get tired and worn down because our bodies are just not youthful like they, like they used to be. And so little by little, we're losing that, that edge that we had when we were younger. That makes sense. So how, can people find out about your book and the supplements? Yes. Well, um, you can go to the website. So here's the book. This is the second edition of the book. Um, it's 326 pages. It's full of stuff. But the good news is um, it is available as a free download. Our two scientists, especially my father, who pioneered this work, does not want anybody to be hindered from getting the information. He feels a very strong moral imperative that people be able to find out about this, be able to read about it, uh, because it has seriously life-saving potential, just like all the other vitamins do, because if you are deficient enough in a vitamin, you will die of a vitamin deficiency disease. That's so, true. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and really in the history of our world, there's some terribly sad, tragic stories of people who were suffering and dying because they didn't have vitamin C or vitamin B, you know, even in the history of the U S and it's not, I'm talking in the last century or two. So, so yes, he wants people to be able to get it. So what you do is go to, um, agingcauseandcure.com. And that is the website where you can get the free download of the book. Um, you can also purchase a printed copy if you want a hard copy like this. Um, and then you can read on there about the patent for one of the vitamins. You can read about Dr. Ardsma's background and just a lot of uh, peripheral things to do with the book. And then from there, you can go to the website to get the supplement, uh, which is Dr. Ardsma's vitamins. Um, but you can link over from this site. So if you just start here, you'll be all set and Um, The supplement is affordable. Uh, We try to keep it as affordable as we can because, like I said, we just don't want anybody to be hindered from getting it for themselves, for their loved ones, and um, 
availing themselves of this cutting edge research. Well, that website is linked in the show notes. You guys should know how to find that stuff by now. And I, I've read a lot of the website, so you, I think you guys will find it very interesting. But there's one thing you didn't mention that I found really fascinating, and it's because I'm just, I don't know, maybe because I'm weird. But um, tell us about your dad's studies, because they're like almost polar opposites, aren't they? Studies? He in, well, he's a neuropsychologist. No, sorry, that's my other friend. He's a neurophysicist and a Nu- biblical scholar. Yes. Nuclear physicist. Nuclear physicist. Yes, you're correct. He has a doctorate degree in nuclear physics. And uh, my brother has a doctorate in nutrition, uh, animal nutrition and uh, applied research type of stuff. But yeah, my dad. And so, yes, he, he took his um, nuclear physics degree and he used it to go into biblical research. You're exactly right. And into uh, investigating, you know, the historicity of these ancient documents. And it says this, and did this really happen or didn't it, you know, and if it did, we need to be able to find it in the earth and in, in, um, all the evidence that we have available to us in history. And so, yes, he did. He, uh, he specializes in radiocarbon dating, which is, was a very new field at the time he was getting his degree. And so that is what kind of gives him the edge there as to be able to study like chronology and proper dates and matching it up with the biblical history. So, yeah, I'm glad you found that interesting. I just, it just doesn't seem like nuclear physicist and a, and somebody that does biblical research don't they don't seem like they would be the same person. Yeah, I agree. And you know, <laughs> I I think that needs to change. I I think that um we don't want to compartmentalize or separate out, you know, like here's here's people who do science and here's people who study the Bible. You know, I think that uh, if the Bible is giving us true history, we better be able to marry those two things or, or we're not going to be able to make progress in discovery or in even um, resolving conflicts in, in these types of things. And that's why I found it interesting because in my world, when you're, it's like, I've always been half entrepreneur, half artist. And for a long time, I wished I was more one or the other until I discovered I used to be a portrait photographer and the one and the photographers I knew that were very artistic. And I mean, they saw things differently than I did and they could create things. And I was like, why can't I be more like them? And this one gentleman that was speaking at an event, he was like, you know, we're artists and, you know, we need to hire, hire salespeople to sell our art. I'm like, take a picture of people's families. It's like a no brainer. You show them pretty pictures and you shut up. It's very simple sales. Right. Just when he said that, I was like, I guess being half entrepreneur, half artist is not such a bad thing because I don't have to hire a salesperson. And yeah, maybe I'm not ever going to sell a portrait for five grand, but I live in the suburbs, so that probably ain't going to happen anyway. I'm fine with that. And, you know, I was just like, I just found it really interesting. I'm like, sales isn't that hard. I mean, you might not like it, but... So when I read nuclear physicist and and biblical scholar, I was like, okay, that's a different combination. And that's probably what we need is people that can see the world completely differently and find, you know, your father has found some clues and he's been chasing them for a long time. And maybe, maybe he's got the answer. Let's hope. Yes. (laughs) Well, I don't want to live to be 900. I'm pretty sure about that. Well, that's a long, that'll be a long time coming anyhow. So uh, yes. well, as long as I make it to 105 or 10 and my brain's good and my knees haven't given out, I'll be happy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it wouldn't it be awesome to be able to um, start turning this thing around so that we are making it to 150. I mean, you know, you think about most people die at 80 or before, or, you know, and we start making it to 150, that is almost doubling living to 80, right? I mean, you think, wow, I mean, that's a lot more time. That's a lot more days to invest your life or to follow your calling, live out your dreams. So, so, you know, 900, yes, that, that sounds extreme. I agree. And that's overwhelming to think about, but I think we can think about 150, 130, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm 55. So that's, that's a whole other, yeah, that gives you 95 more years. Oh Lord. (laughs) 
that is hmm. that's almost exhausting, but that's not quite as bad as nine as nine hundred. So right. Well, I, I hope everybody checks out the book, the PDF. Maybe yes. you want to buy a copy so you can highlight things. Yes. Try the supplement if you think it's good for you. And I really appreciate that you reached out at, to tell me about this because I'm just a super curious person and I always like to learn new things, which I know is good for my brain. So right. <laughs> there's a double-edged, yes. you well, know. thanks for being receptive to it. And thanks you're... for giving us the opportunity. We really appreciate it. It's been great. You're welcome. Have you ever said to yourself, man, I wish Jen would address this situation or challenge that I'm facing, or you've mentioned to yourself, I should be on the show because I've got tons of experience and stories to tell. I should be a guest. Well, if you've ever had either one of those thoughts, then please sign up for our email newsletter. Email newsletter subscribers will be podcast insiders, and I will be tapping you guys for questions and situations that maybe I haven't come up with in four plus years of podcasting. I am always learning new things and I learn them from people who approach me or a question that I have that I have not seen answered to my satisfaction. So go to the website, sign up. I promise not to spam you. And I thank you for listening to today's episode. Do you worry about your own brain health? Are you concerned that cognitive decline is just inevitable in your future? We all know we need to eat right, sleep, exercise, minimize stress, all of that. Did you also know that there are 17 nutrients that our brains are generally lacking even if we have the healthiest diet possible? Yeah, I didn't either. And I wasn't thrilled to learn that. But ever since I started taking NeuroReserves Relevate, I had a miraculous discovery. My sugar cravings plummeted. We all know that sugar is toxic for the brain, so this was totally worth maintaining taking NeuroReserves. And I want to give you the opportunity to give them a try as well. Use my special link that you can find at the bottom of the show notes or on our website for 15% off one bottle or a subscription of NeuroReserve. You're not going to get a better deal anywhere else. Trust me, your brain is worth a few extra dollars a month. Easily access all of your loved one's medical records and help support our show by going to picnichealth.com slash memories. That's picnic, P-I-C-N-I-C, health, H-E-L-T-H dot com slash memories. We thank you for supporting the show.